Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I have an amazing episode for you today. I think you're going to like it a lot, so make sure you listen the whole way through. I speak with Inner Circle member Amy, and she's just a badass. She's a mom, she's a wife, and her main goal is to get as strong, and in her words, as beastly as possible. She's doing an amazing job. She's went from being able to do literally zero chin-ups, or she actually went from not being able to hang from a bar to being able to do seven chin-ups in a row, and I just want you to hear her story. She's an incredible human being, and I think you're going to like this episode a lot. If you do, please leave a five-star review on iTunes, and if you would like to join the Inner Circle, you can do that at the link in the show notes or www.sfinnercircle.com. Let's get into the episode. Um, all right, we are we're recording. We're live. Okay. Amy, Awesome. I'm super excited <laughs> about this. I am very excited. Like I it's been amazing for me to watch from afar as like in, to watch from afar and I don't know. I feel like sometimes journey sounds a little bit corny, but like so watch along your journey. But like it's been very cool for me just to see what you've been putting out there, to see how excited you've been getting especially as your strength has improved. And selfishly, I wanted to talk to you just to hear, to learn more about you, to learn more about where you come from, like how you got to this point, and just to, to talk to you and learn from you and get to know you better. Okay, awesome. I am so stoked. This is the biggest honor. <laughs> so so before, how about this? How about before we even get into fitness stuff, um, I'm sure we're going to get into that very soon. I just want to get to know you better, like Amy, you the person, like what do you do? Where are you from? Just like, give me some background on you. Oh, sure. So I am 38 and I have a family. So I have a four-year-old daughter and I've been married for 10 years. Um, in terms of my career, I do a lot of stuff and all my okay. stuff deals with all my stuff deals with people and it seems disconnected, but it, re it really is connected. So I own two businesses. I own a makeup artistry business and then separately I own an education outreach and consulting business. So it's uh, for local businesses specifically. I'm actually located in the Tri-Cities area, which is in eastern Washington state. Mm, um, okay. And then my biggest thing that I've been doing forever, so I, I call it my whole life. So for, for 15 years, I worked in higher education. So I am a program director in student services, and then I teach also human development at the college. So my biggest thing that I do, because nobody totally understands what that means, right? I just say I what I do. I have no clue what you mean. <laughs> no, no one ever knows, and that's okay. So what what I tell people is my biggest thing is I help others to set and reach their goals. And I love people and being helpful. That's what I like to do every day. And it doesn't really matter in what capacity. I just really like to be helpful. And I'm all about the goals and the journey to getting there. So that's why I think that with all of this fitness stuff and the nutrition and the education, it all wraps into exactly what I really care about. That makes a lot of sense. And it's now that you've said that, I can it it just ties together very well from what I've seen from you on your page. Um, okay. but that that makes total, total sense. So let me ask you this. Sure. Uh, what are what are your goals? So my goals, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because my goals have changed incrementally through time, right? Because it is a journey, just like you had said from the start, my goals right now are really working on uh, 
gaining muscle, but most of all, like being a badass and being really <laughs> strong. Like I want to be strong. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And continuing to gain strength and really to gain knowledge because I'm such a nerd like that. The more knowledge and information that I can get, the better equipped that I am. Right. So plus, I just love I love learning about new things. And um, and I think for me, the challenge to getting even to this point, um, but was really finding what what's not complete bullshit <laughs> and that's and that's why when when I found you and this was way back I looked through my messages and my first story reaction to you uh, I have like a million Instagram accounts but was 2018 oh wow so, I had been absorbing your information for a few years before I took action to, to join the inner circle, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but really it was finding, finding the real, real, right? Um, and so ever since I found you, then I've been absorbing all that information and that's what's really helped me. So, so I, I need to backtrack a little bit. I apologize. Sure. Could you tell people where they can follow you on, on Instagram. Cause I love watching your stories. I, I find you very inspirational. And I, one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you is because I think many people are going to benefit from having someone like you to watch, who's very open and very honest, uh, with you, with your journey and what you're going through. Could you just like tell people where they might be able to follow you if you're comfortable oh, with that? Oh, oh gosh, of course. Um, I'm all about chatting with people in the DMS. That's my favorite thing ever, <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever, ever. So you can find me at Amy Renee fitness on Instagram. And that's just with one E Renee, <laughs> but Amy Renee fitness, send me a DM. Uh, I would love to talk with you. I I love, I live in the DMs. That's, that's what brings me joy. And, and it was interesting because I saw you said the other day on your stories, you said, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you, you said you, when you originally started your account, you didn't expect to like really share your journey very much. You didn't expect it to grow, but that sort of just happened organically, right? Yeah, that's correct. I really made this separate Instagram just for my own documentation, really to be kind of looking at, well, this is what I'm doing now. Is it good? I hope so. I'm, <laughs> this is, this is a picture of me trying. This is a that. picture of me lifting my first barbell ever and holy smokes, I never thought that I would even lift a barbell because I used to see those people, you know, whether it was social media or in a gym thinking, wow, that's really cool. I don't know that I could ever do that. So, you know, it's just, it's that, that starting and it was really for me, but I've been posting more recently, or I guess I've been more active on that media account because it's so much fun. And because now I'm in this space where I, I do have this journey where I can say, wow, before I picked up my first barbell, um, and, and I did my first deadlift two years ago to this month, um, really? and now, yeah. And, and the only reason I knew that was because I had created this separate Instagram account just for myself, just to document. So it was so cool to be able to be like, wow, uh, first deadlift two years ago. And now, uh, my dead max, at least so far is 225. No way. Yeah. That's incredible. And, and what was it? What did you do the first time you ever did it? Uh, the first time I ever did it was just the fact of picking it up. Yeah, <laughs> so just four, forty-five just, pounds, right? Well, the well, the first time I just put tens on it. Wow, wow, wow! That's amazing. That, just wait, wait, tens, so, just 
just to you, lift it up was cool. <laughs> so when you count the weight that you do right now for your max, do you count the weight of the barbell or no? I do. Okay, good. Okay, perfect. Just making sure. Cause I was gonna be like, oh man, so you actually lifted way more than that. Got yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually a really, I wish that, that when I first started lifting that, that I had thought of something like that or, or had created some, some form of a way to, to really keep track and, and to document my process because it must be very cool for you to scroll back and to see how far you've come. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so cool. And, you know, and, and this is what I, I tell my students too. And what I tell anybody is no one wants to look silly, especially when you're <laughs> trying, when you're trying something new and you're early in that learning stage, it's like, no one wants to look silly or feel silly, but that's, that's part of the learning process. Right. But I would document it on this account that I wasn't really trying to share with anybody just for myself. And now that I've progressed, it's really fun to do this side by side. Like, look, this is, this is where I was and this is where I am. And I'm excited to see where I'm going later. You so know, I can you know continue I... to doc to stockpile that. You know what I, I really like about this as well, and, and I, I figured we were going to talk about this a fair amount, especially you messaged me about it the other day, and I, I really am excited to talk about this with you. Um, you're specifically documenting the process of, of your strength and your performance increases, the how, yes. how your technique is improving, how your strength is improving, uh, and and there's nothing wrong with, with aesthetic improvements. Like that's, I, I of course, sure. it's amazing. If you see your oh, body, yeah. like body composition changing, that's amazing. But I really love how the focus is on what your body can do and your performance. Is, is that something that you did deliberately? Like, tell me about that. Well, it initially, no, when I started out, it was really about fat loss. Um, and, and really that was the focus, but I got to this space where, and, and I know that you've, you've said it and you've talked about it in different areas on your platform, but, but really differentiating performance-based, um, and exercise and, and why we're exercising, right. And fat loss. And for me, something clicked where I was like, okay, fat loss, the nutrition, nutrition is the driver for fat loss. And there's certainly overlap between exercise and fat loss. But for me, taking exercise separate and putting that in a separate pocket, I guess, mm -hmm. and looking at it, we exercise, or at least I'm trying to exercise now for performance-based goals. So I want to get stronger. I want to become more athletic. I want to just I really want to focus on that because now I can pick up my 40 pound daughter and she'll tell me, mommy, pick me up like a rocket. <laughs> and <laughs> You know what? She's huge now. You know, she's four years old, but she's really tall for age and I can pick her up like a rocket and we have so much fun. And I attribute that to really being focused on, on exercise and, and performance based goals. So, um, I guess to answer your question, just hearing something, I think it was probably on a podcast of, of yours, but something just clicked for me that I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop. And, and I know that you've talked about it, but it all kind of came together. I'm going to stop chasing the calorie burn. It's really nutrition's the driver for, the, for fat loss. I'm going to really chase after being strong so what's measurable and um and i again i know you've talked about it before but know that everything permeates into my brain right over time <laughs> um in saying well i can make my trice my tricep will only look 
however, if I set that goal, like at what point it does my tricep look how I want it to look? No, that's, <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, eh, really? But really it's, it's like, okay, well I can do five unassisted pull-ups. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so getting to, okay, well that's very measurable. So um, at what point can I reach, you know, I, I did, you know, a 15 pound, uh, curl or something well that's very measurable because 15 pounds will always be 15 pounds just like an unassisted pull-up is an unassisted pull-up no matter what so uh, once I really focused on that and then I achieved my goal for that oh man it was like a quick addiction I'm, I'm ready to continue on setting more performance-based goals what you just said did you ever read the iron by Henry Rollins I did yes. So, so when you said fifteen pounds, <laughs> yes. fifteen pounds, the line from the iron that like, it, and to anyone listening who has not read this, just Google it's search so, the iron it's by Henry. So Rollins. good, it's so it's good. Completely changed my life. Two hundred pounds will always be two hundred pounds. That was a, a significant moment in my life when I first read that, and it, it's it's one of those things where it's like it sounds so simple and obvious, but it's it's very powerful when you realize like, man, so. At one point in my life, I couldn't lift 200 pounds. And then at another point in my life, it's like I could lift it, but it was really difficult. And then at another point in my life, like I could lift it and it's easy, right? And it's like 200 pounds is always 200 pounds no matter what. The only thing that's changing is you. And I think there's so much power in, in understanding that and, and using that to drive and to motivate you in the gym as opposed to purely aesthetics or I just want to get my tricep to look like this. And, and what a lot of people really miss out on, I want to hear your opinion on this. I think a lot of people feel like the only way their body will change is if they focus on their body. Um, Sometimes people get mad at me when I talk about focus on performance, not aesthetics. What what they don't realize is that focusing on performance will enhance your aesthetics. But sometimes if all you're focused on is aesthetics, that's all you think about. It's hard to ever see a change, right? It's hard to ever see progress because oh, yeah. you're so critical of yourself and scrutinous. But when you focus on your performance and getting stronger and improving what your body can do, then all of a sudden you look at yourself in the mirror like, oh, damn, like not only have I increased my strength and what I can do in the gym, but also I actually like how I look. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. It's It was a total shift. And I had messaged you something something about that. Once I shift to being performance-based, so again, measurable things, um, everything became so much more fun. And that's what I was focused on and looking forward to it. And, and I liked my workouts before, but really knowing that that's so... I felt so proud and I felt so accomplished knowing that I was able to lift a certain amount or I could do that pull up or whatever it was that that was it just became a blast. And so the journey to it has become a blast. And then that's that's become um, almost like a domino effect. It's made me be like, oh, maybe I can try lifting a little bit more. Oh, um, no, I'm actually, and and I do love going to happy hour, believe me, but that does cause <laughs> me to, to say, well, you know, tomorrow's my training uh, day. So I'm not going to, I'm going to be mindful about what I'm consuming tonight because I want to feel optimal for tomorrow because this is the thing for me. I like feeling good. 
it was a long time since I had felt good. I was walking in a haze. I was so tired. Um, and now that I felt good and I felt proud, there's it's just the best thing ever. And so uh, believe me, I have fun and I and I enjoy myself with my food and my adult beverages. <laughs> <laughs> but I am mindful about it because nothing can compare with the feeling of feeling good. Can you can you tell me more about when you said you were you were walking in a haze, you weren't really feeling oh, yeah. what what were you doing then? Oh sure. Well, um I'll I'll back way up and say that previously so so again, I'm I'm almost 40. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so <laughs> weird. Um but so all through at school, middle school, high school, college, I really wasn't active. Um and also, I'll, I'll also point out that I wasn't necessarily that social. Okay. And so, wow. so going, I would never have expected that. Like, you're so well spoken and articulate. I, I would have pegged you for very social. Oh my gosh. Well, well, thank you. And you know what it is? It's because of my students. I've been around them all these years. And Got so, it. That makes you sense. know it, it's it's part of what I do there, and and that's really permeated into my own life. So it's been great. But but again, so not active, not really social, um, not really ever a part of experiencing community. Like I've observed maybe athletic things like teams and things like that. It seems that there's a camaraderie there. And I, di I also didn't experience that either. So anyway, getting to the haze, um, you know, after college, then I jumped into my career working in an office and, uh, you know, sitting on your butt for a lot of hours, that, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. so that makes me tired. And, um, and later when I had my daughter, um, oh my gosh. So I was 34 when I had my daughter and I was so tired. It was just like this haze. She didn't sleep for 18 months. <laughs> and I was just, months? it was intense. Oh my <laughs> it was God. A whole separate story. But, um, so even I would be at work lecturing and I just, I was so tired. I just couldn't even formulate completing my thought because I was such a zombie, right? And so at that point it was kind of like survival. I just needed to get through the day. I was so tired and, you know, go to work and have a family. And, um, and so to me, sleep was the survival, the more sleep, the better. So at that point, really thinking about exercise just wasn't even mm. on the um, and, and I'll back up also by saying, uh, before I was pregnant, then I did start getting a little bit more active. I had joined a boot camp, which was really helpful. Um, but after I had her, I was so tired and I was in this haze. And when I was tired, I'd eat garbage and then I'd eat garbage and feel tired because mm -hmm. I it's on top of being tired. And it was just this kind of cycle. And so finally, when she did started, start sleeping a little bit more, five hours was champion. <laughs> I mean, who knew before? I mean, I would take, I would sleep like 10 hours. That was a good time. <laughs> but five hours got to be the champion number and then really? really starting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, and I, I got to say, like, my wife and I are talking about, you know, potentially starting a family at some point in the near future, and you're scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that this is everyone's story. It just happened to be mine. 
<laughs> I think you guys will be great. <laughs> so it's like 18 months of basically no sleep. And then For finally, me. after 18 months, you get five hours and you're like, oh, this is great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like I can. Oh, my brain can function again. Oh, my um, goodness. You know, okay. <laughs> so, so, I mean, again, I don't think that all happened to you. I just, just was a special case. <laughs> um, but, you know, at that point, I really wasn't. At that point, my priority was sleep, right? And being able to function and formulate a sentence. So uh, I finally was at a point where I was like, okay, oh, with my pregnancy, I had gained 40 pounds. Okay. And uh, through through purely nutrition and some walking, like stroller walking outside, <laughs> then I, I did, I lost the 40 pounds. But Shut I, up. Oh, yeah. Nutrition. Nutrition and walking. You have so, you, you. I'm sure. I'm sure you get this. You get this now, like with your account growing and people DMing you. But I get all the time people thinking that walking isn't enough. Oh like, can we just talk about this for a second? Because oh, you you lost it all with just some walking and your nutrition. Tell me, what'd you do? Oh yeah. Well, I well initially I didn't even know about the importance of protein before, you know, or I kind of knew, but I wasn't implementing it. Uh, but really, just uh, not living on boxes of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I do love my cereal. What's like your not favorite living... cereal? Well, cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, good answer. That's a good answer. Uh, I would say that I can eat the whole Costco box because I'm just like that. <laughs> Um, so, you know, not living on cereal and not living on whatever, because again, at that time it was kind of survival. I, I felt that I was in survival. So, you know, really, okay, well, let's eat some real meals that are not just cereal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's eat some real food, you know, well, what does that constitute? Well, something that's not, uh, well, at the time it was probably a lot of like, uh, what is it? Cocoa pebbles. I think I had a lot of those. <laughs> those are so and good. Aren't they? Cocoa so pebbles because anyway. <laughs> they make really good milk too. <laughs> exactly. Then you just pour in more. It's so easy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really looking at, okay, well, I think that I'm going to start eating an actual meal and then um, just started, started eating meals. So generally that might have a protein, a carb and a vegetable. Um, it, it wasn't fancy. I'll tell you what, I was so tired. I could barely <laughs> muster the strength, <laughs> but you know, I think just eating actual food, uh, get, I found that gave me more energy and I needed more energy. So I started looking at, well, wow, equating and things, you know, right. Food, certain foods will make me feel better than others. I know that, but at the time, you know, so, so I started realizing, okay, if I eat a real meal, Real, I call it real food and non, non real food is delicious as well, but <laughs> real food. Um, I love that. It's, it's real food. It's like, yeah. it's a, it's a, and it's Give not to say that you can't have food out of a box or like the other types oh, yeah. of treats, but real food should be the majority of what you eat. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. And so once I did that and then I had my daughter and then we would go on stroller walks and I would just do that. And I did, I, I was able to lose the weight and I, I was finding that I, I wasn't, well, they always tell you, you know, when you become a, a mom, you know, you have to love yourself and you're a new body and all this. <laughs> but the thing, the thing about that is it is okay to miss your old self. And it is also okay to take action, to be stronger than ever. 
I fucking love you. I fucking love you. Like I <laughs> fucking keep keep going. I'm just I love you. Keep going. Keep talking. I have to drink water. I feel emotional talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I am. I, listen, I'm not a mom. I've never been a mom, and I will never be a mom. But I. I really want to hear you talk about this more because I think it's a perspective that I don't hear about enough. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking my water just a second. (laughs) No rush, no rush. It's fine. It's so (laughs) important. There's so much media out there about, you know, like, love yourself. And it's like, well, I love myself, and that's why I'm going to make sure that I'm healthy and that I feel good. And that I can have a good life with my family. Um, Amen. I'm like not a crier, but geez, it's coming out now. <laughs> it's all right. You're going to make me cry. We'll, bo- we'll both be crying again. It's okay. all right. No worries at all. But if it can help one person. So anyway, I couldn't even grip like I couldn't hang from the top to grip uh for like a pull-up, I couldn't even hang because my grip strength was gone. And I couldn't even do that. And I just remember I was like, am I ever gonna am I ever gonna get strong again? Sorry, I don't know where don't, this is coming there's from. There's <laughs> no need to apologize. There's zero, zero need. Like I I really appreciate you being open to talk about this. I, I think it's incredible. Well, thank you. Um So anyway, I just was really like, am I ever going to get strong again? And I just felt really defeated. Like, okay, I lost the weight, but is it true what they say? You know, should I just be okay with what people keep saying that moms are? And I decided, fuck that. (laughs) 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 Because there are people, there are people out there and they're badasses and they, they, they're badasses. And yes, they're a mom. And that's a part of, maybe that's a part of your title, but like, that is not my title. (laughs) Mm, It is a part of who I am, but that doesn't define me. And that's just how I am in general. Like I am myself and then I do a million things and that those are all (laughs) part of me but that does not define me and for some reason that mom thing um that that came in intense i don't know there's a lot of media out there around that so there's a ton there's a ton of media and it's like it's i mean listen i I, i'm sure i don't see most of it and i'm 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 sure i have a very different perspective just because i'm not a woman and i'm not a mom but i feel like all of the messaging around it that I've seen is always just be like, just accept where you are now. And, exactly. and that's it. Like, don't, don't try to change. Like, this is where you are now. And that's, that's, that's it. Just be that. Right. Oh yeah. And that's exactly it. And the thing is, it's like, okay, I'm, I, I want these things for myself and it's okay to want them for yourself. Like, go get it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm not there, you know, maybe I wasn't there then, but I'm I'm getting there now. And you know what? At the age of almost 40, I am the most fit and strong that I've ever been ever in my life as a mom. <laughs> and as, as a mom that, 
who, <laughs> who barely slept for for the first well, yeah. years of having a kid like yeah. wow it's incredible oh, yeah and if anyone out there is listening and they're like going through it and they're like oh my god I'm so tired I promise you it will pass <laughs> <laughs> and you will survive and it's gonna be so good so you know just getting back to um walking that's so good and um eating some real food uh that's where i started and that's it yeah and, and that's and that's it were at any point when you were doing that were you feeling like this isn't working why bother should i be doing something different like what allowed you to stay so consistent with it i felt the difference it was that simple and i i during that time i think i had started following you and um once i found your content just like no bs and things that are very logical then i stuck with that like laser focused i don't need to be looking for all the the next quick thing or <laughs> you know do something super extreme and eat in a certain way like i did i i well, first of all, like once I found you, then I realized, oh, that all that's not very logical and it doesn't really fit into my life long term. And also I want to enjoy my life. So I want to do all of the things that make sense, like keep it simple. Let me enjoy my life. I, you know, I enjoy doing certain things and celebrating with people and, and feeling good about it. So I'm like, OK, I, I I'm in it with this philosophy. I can do this long term. And once I started eating food and walking, then the results were there and that's what kept my consistency. Okay, if I eat real food, then I feel better. If I go on a walk, guess what? I feel happier. And in terms of the weight loss, then I was kind of like, well, what have I got to lose? Everybody, or not everybody, that's kind of an overgeneralization. <laughs> but at the time, you know, in the media that I was following at the time, the messaging was very much like, you are where you are, so you've got to just kind of you know, accept yourself how you are now. Yeah, just and, like this is it. Like this and, is who you yeah. are. Like just like that's it. Uh, that's Which that's is, similar to what I've seen. It, it is yeah. always bewildering to me. And, and I think that's a dangerous message to send to people. Tell me why, because I agree. But tell me why. Well, because that's just not true. If you're not happy, take action to do something about it. It doesn't matter if it's like fitness or nutrition or just other areas of your life. If you're if you're not happy with something, take action to be solution focused. I I absolutely love and, that. And yeah. we're not gonna just sit on it and just kind of bow down and be like, well, okay. <laughs> no. Like we have a long life ahead. Go get it, especially as a parent. Go get it because your quality of life is gonna be so much better. I feel, I feel like uh, it's it's probably one of the one of the reasons so many people are so unhappy is because they reach a certain point and they've been told that well this is it like that's it and there's there's no going there's no getting better from here and they believe yes. it and then they stop trying and then of course when they stop trying things get worse and they just feed in this cycle of well it's not getting better so why try and it just gets worse and worse and worse and you're the prime example of no like go get it like it's not this isn't the end like you can get so much better oh my gosh yeah you can get so 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 much better even beyond what you even are thinking of 
all I wanted to do was be able to hang from a bar up top. <laughs> you, know? you just want to hang, never mind do a pull up, right? Exactly. And, and, and sorry, sorry, keep going. Oh, I was going to say, and one thing with the pull up, once I was able to hang, then I would practice hanging for maybe. I couldn't hang for even 10 seconds. I mean, it was pretty intense. Um, but then I could hang for 30 seconds and hang for longer and start practicing and um, getting stronger. And and I would actually tell my classes at the college, we would talk about setting goals or setting smaller goals or, you know, whatever. And I would just tell them, my goal this quarter is to be able to do one unassisted pull-up. And you know what? The, the day I was able to do one unassisted pull-up, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> did your class cheer you on? Were they stoked when you did it? Oh my gosh. You know what? It was at the end of, I think, spring quarter, and then we had gone into COVID. So then we um, we weren't in class anymore, but um, just for myself. So here I am. Okay, back to the Instagram, right? My my students generally, they probably don't know about my my fitness Instagram, right? But but it, that didn't matter to me. So I, I posted on my story as my kind of way to celebrate, like, guess what? At the, at the start of the quarter, or actually it had been a few quarters, I would tell my class, my goal was to do one pull-up and I did it today. And that in itself was celebratory. I love that. It was so cool. <laughs> and so how long did it take you to go from not even being able to hang to doing one unassisted pull up like how what was that timeline gosh maybe that's when i didn't even totally track maybe a year wow um i mean you just kind of keep building strength and one day i surprised myself like uh doing banded uh pull-ups and then uh, some of the other exercises i don't even know what they're called <laughs> to kind of build up to it but but one day i was like you know I'm going to just try it and see if I can do it. And I did it. <laughs> That's so badass. And, and and it's funny because on one hand, a year is a long time, right? A, a long oh, time. Gosh. Most people don't stick with a program for, for four weeks, never mind sure. doing something for a year. But on the other hand, and, and for whatever it's worth, getting your – from not being able to hang – to being able to do a full unassisted pull-up in a year is a very fast rate of progress. Just for like, so you know that like that is very fast. And again, I know on the other hand, it's it's very slow. Like a year takes, seems like it takes forever. Um, but I, and I remember when I when I worked with Susan and when we first started getting her to do chin-ups and pull-ups, like she did it in, in a shocking, shockingly short amount of time, starting without being able to do any and then being able to do her first and then being able to do weighted after that. But for some, for some people, it can take like two, three or four years. Um, and that's also normal, but it, it's just, it's listening to you. It's so encouraging because it's just, it's, it's the prime example of just don't quit. Just keep trying. Oh yeah. Keep trying, keep at it. And, um, and I'll post this on my story too, just saying like, well, here's me doing this, doing this exercise to the best of my ability, to the best I'm understanding it today. And maybe it's not totally perfect. I would like it to be, but you know, I'm doing the best I can, but I show up mm. consistently and over time, um, you know, maybe it's not perfect and I'm working on it or I want proper form, of course, like to be safe and to be optimal too, but to say, well, I showed up all of these days and look like I'm getting, 
I'm stronger than ever on something that's not necessarily 100% perfect. Your your lifts look great. Like you're not only are you super <laughs> strong, but like every time I see your technique is it's it's not only great, but it's continuously improving. It's really really amazing to see. Oh, I appreciate it so much. I I do. I try hard, and I watch the videos in the inner circle, and I'll rewatch them. And as I watch them, then I'll watch the video, and then I'll emulate the movement while I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And then, and you know, people at the gym see, and I don't even care. I want them to see because I secretly want them to be like, "What are you doing?" And I can be <laughs> like, "I'm in the inner circle." <laughs> I love that. I was just about to ask, how do you deal with any gym anxiety or fear of people looking like any of that? Like, talk to me about that, because I love the mindset that you have where it's like, I hope they're looking. I hope they're wondering. Like, whereas, I hope they are. <laughs> some people get really self-conscious. Like when you first started going to the gym, were you self-conscious of people staring or or of what you were doing? Was that, was that ever a thing? So... Oh, oh my gosh, absolutely. So I'll back up and say, uh, before I would just never set foot inside of a gym because there I had this completely inaccurate idea that I had made up in my mind, just really out of fear of, uh, because I had never really done the gym thing. I didn't r really surround myself with a lot of people that were necessarily super active. So that was a different... Mm space for me and I only had ideas of what that looked like from what I might see on media or whatever right and so um I had done this boot camp and um the boot camp ended because it, it was before I had a child <laughs> um it had ended because it was an outdoor boot camp but some of the instructors were instructors in a gym so things like Zumba and uh you know, all, all of those kinds of classes. And they were like, Amy, come, come to the gym and take a class. And I was like, this was a few years ago. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like even like, even going inside of a gym freaked me out. Really? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I had this very distorted, I don't know. I just had it in my mind. I was like, I don't know all the gym people. <laughs> Like what about the gym people? What if they like look at me because I look like stupid? I don't even belong, and I don't even know what I'm doing. And so here, here are these um, people that I knew that had become my friends, and this is where the community piece comes in. They had become my friends, and they were like, "Come on, just come, just come." And so then that's how I stepped foot inside of a gym. And I, really I be like became that. more comfortable with the environment, not necessarily for the gym gym. I went because I knew someone there and that made me feel safe. You know, that's such an, an interesting perspective. It's and I think it's important because, for example, I get questions all the time, like what type of program is best? Like, what do I think of F45 and what do I think of boot camps and what do I think of Orange Theory? And and obviously, like, of course, I think the inner circle workouts are the best because oh, I made yeah. them. And, and if I didn't think that, then that there'd be an issue. But, I'm here to say they are the best. <laughs> they are the best. <laughs> but what in the same way, like, uh, I, I think I always talk about how important walking is and how, how great yes. I think walking is. Yes. I, I think this is the, the perfect, perfect example of you don't need to start with something that's 
optimal and quote unquote optimal, yes. like just the fact that you started with the boot camp and then you got in a good environment of people. You got great people around you that you felt safe with and that you, that you felt a, a community with. So that then when they invited you to the gym, you're like, oh, you know what? Like now I can go try something else and I have a good community around me. I think it's a really, really too many people are so focused on trying to do find the, the best program or the best diet or the best exercise when in reality is as long as they just start doing something, it's going to lead to better than where they are now. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Like undeniably. Um, I, I can't say that enough. And so I guess getting back to your question, because this is kind of my roundabout answer is um, and, and for anyone who hasn't quite gone to the gym yet, maybe for me, I think having a plan established. So for me, it was, yes, knowing someone, but also knowing that someone is going to lead me in what I was doing. So maybe you don't have someone, I would just say, go in with a plan. Maybe the first day you enter, you can go walking on the treadmill. Mm. And then the next day, and this is what I'm going to, I I really want to talk about the inner circle because <laughs> it's, like, it's like the best thing ever, um, is I like going in there and I feel confident going in by myself because I have a plan in my hand mm. because I do the programs and I'm there and set and I'm not lollygagging around like, oh, what am I, what am I going to do today? I don't know how to do this lift. Where should I go? How many should I do? How much weight should I do? No, I, I have a plan in my hand and it goes through exactly what I'm doing and I can document how much weight I tried out today um, and how many, you know, it, it's all there for me, but it's really almost comforting to me knowing that I have a plan. So when I go in, I'm not concerned, especially when I was first doing it, I'm not really as concerned with people watching me. I'm concerned about getting through my plan because mm. I'm, I'm such a list person. And I will say from the start of joining the nurse circle and, um, from the first challenge I did, which was the unicorn strong, I I don't know what it was that day, but I had committed to myself and made a promise to myself that I was going to do every rep and every single piece of that program, even if I, I had to rest in between. That. And you know what? I did. And then Let's I go. <laughs> right. And then here I am. I'm on my eighth program and I've kept that all the way through. I will do this because this was created by you an expert a subject matter expert i have someone in in my phone telling me exactly what needs to happen and i'm committed to doing that and so um, maybe i'm not doing everything perfectly but i'm doing it the best i can and i i really want like if i'm spending the time and the energy i want to optimize what i'm doing because mm. i, I want to be strong and with that comes you know I'm, I'm strong. And then people, it's really interesting lately. People have been like, wow, you look great. What are you doing? Really? Oh yeah. Very. In fact, like I would say even just starting this month, I've been getting people commenting to me, what are you doing? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it goes back to the tricep thing. I'm not even chasing my tricep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. chasing being like a beast because it's cool. <laughs> And so, so what is your favorite thing to do in the gym right now? Is it deadlifts? Is it chin-ups? Is it like, what, what's your favorite thing right now in the gym? Well, it's funny because it's my favorite and most challenging in one is deadlifts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so I would say that's my most challenging. Before I was up to doing seven unassisted pull-ups, but I hurt my shoulder and now I'm back. I, now it's better, but I'm back up to like three and a half pull-ups. Um, so I'm really working on that. And one of my goals is, uh, cause I've seen Susan, well, and I saw you do them too, but I, I saw Susan kind of looped up the weight, like a backpack on yes. her back. And I just, again, going back to, I think things are cool. <laughs> um, I want to do uh, weighted pull-ups is one oh, of my yeah. goals. Cause I think that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, when you can do, so, I mean, three and a half already is amazing. Seven is incredible. Um, when you can do 10 great okay. body weight chin-ups or pull-ups, mm-hmm. you can, there's no question that you can do weighted, you can do weighted. I would say even at, at eight reps at eight solid reps, you could put two and a half to five pounds on and crank one or two reps out. Okay. So what I would say is, um, you know how sometimes I'll do cluster sets for chin-ups? Yes. When, when you can get somewhere between eight to 10 reps in a row of, of body weight, start adding weight to your clusters. Okay. Okay. And actually, it's funny because cluster. I just did clusters today for my upper body workout. Clusters are from a for a chin up or pull up. They're my absolute favorite, and I've always noticed with myself and with other people the fastest rate of progress in chin ups and pull up progression with clusters, like without really? question. So, so when okay. you when you get to eight to ten, which I think is probably going to be very soon, start make sure you add weight for your clusters. Okay, okay, I will do that. I did have a question about one of the programs. So I'm um, doing the November four times a week, 2021 edition right now. Okay. Um, and then I, I saw, and I haven't even clicked on it, but I saw that there was something uh, for a chin-up focus. Yeah, chin-up specialization. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Now, my question is, is that an add-on program or would that be a completely separate program like when I'm done with the November edition? It's or would question. I be able to combine? You do not combine. It is a okay. completely separate specialization phase just for chin-ups. Um, okay. and, and it includes, it, it's the same type of program, three or four days a week um, for, uh, for like you. there's lower body days in there as well, and you'll okay. improve your chin-ups and everything else. It's not just upper body workouts. It's a full-on comprehensive okay. plan. But what you'll notice is that the upper body days are um, – are specially focused on chin-up progression. So say, for example, instead of having uh, such a, a big emphasis on, we'll say, bench press or overhead press, the emphasized movement is chin-ups. So that like by the end of that, you're going to see a tremendous amount of progress in your chin-up strength. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's helpful. And same for deadlift domination. Then I would do that in its own, yes. in and, own program. Okay. That is my favorite program I've ever written. Oh, okay. Um, that program, if, if the deadlift is like, I would, whatever is your ultimate goal If chin up is like your main goal for the next four to eight weeks, then do the chin up specialization. If the deadlift is your main goal, the one that you really want to focus on, then I would go deadlift domination. You will get better at all of them. Uh, but the, the specialization phases I really, really like for the same reason that we like performance based goals in general, but it, it, it has there's something that happens mentally when when you have one goal 
like one primary focus that it does something okay. to your workouts that like it, it, it brings almost this competitive aspect to it that really hypes you up. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to finish this, this November edition and then I'm going to, I'm going to do one of those focuses. I love it. I love that. Um, so also, and you, you work out with your husband, right? Uh, no, I, well, it's my friend. Oh, it's your uh, friend. That's my, I'm it's sorry. my friend. Oh no, you're great. He was actually my student like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, no way. But yeah, so he's become my friend and, um, and so he's like a family friend. Yeah. He's so great. And, um, he had moved back to this area, um, you know, during the shutdown and everything. And he had kind of started on his fitness or I guess I'll call it restart. Right. We restarted yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the fitness journey at the same time. And so we're really learning together and it's been really fun. And the benefit of having someone there, because, you know, I'll tell you, I like to work out by myself because I like to have my alone time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's Amen. kind of yeah. my, my special time for myself. But, um, if I'm going to work out with someone, he's, he's so awesome and it's been great because he'll be there. And, and, um, now that we've been working out, we've done three inner circle programs together. We've done the unicorn strong ones, actually the month one, two, and three. Yep, yep. Um, and he'll be there and he'll, he'll, he's told me, you know, I think you can lift more. I think, yeah. You can. And so here I am, because I like to think I'll push myself, but it's it's been nice having someone there say, you know, I think you can do that. Um, and here he is. He's like, you're stronger than me. I think that you can, <laughs> you can lift that. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I think we're about the same strong. <laughs> Did he do that with a goblet squat? I think I remember you posting yeah. that. Yeah. Was it, was it the goblet squat? Was that it? It was. Yeah. I would have never picked up the 70 pound kettlebell. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a really strong squat. Seriously. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I'm going to try it. And I did it and I felt all excited. And so then I tell him, Hey, I bet you can do it too. And he did it. <laughs> I love that. That's the benefits of having someone positive with you, right? That's one, that's one of the best parts about having training partners. It, it was funny when I, when I went to college, I was like, I don't want to work out with anybody. I just want to work out by myself. Uh, I was like, it's my alone time. I don't want to talk to anybody. And then I, actually, I ended up starting the the powerlifting team at my school and ended up having training partners as a result. And I got stronger in those four years than ever than anywhere else in my career because there's wow. something about having a, one training partner, two training partners, whatever it is, about having someone there like you just experienced that, that's someone that's going to say, no, 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 like you can do more. Like you're way stronger than, than right. what you just did. It's like, it, sometimes listen, like you don't have to go balls to the wall, like super hard every single workout, yeah. but there's something to be said for pushing intensity beyond what you would have done if you were alone. Yes. Yes. And it's something I would have never, never even thought of as a benefit. I think that before I kind of thought of a workout partner as someone because in the past you know people are really chatty <laughs> and i'm just there and, and like that's great but like i'm trying to work out you know but Amen. but uh, again that's my exactly workout right. partner is great but i'm here to for i'm here to do a job you know and i'm yeah. here to enjoy myself and be by myself but but i think finding the right uh workout partner has been so great um but before i thought you know oh i don't know i'm not here to chat i'm here to here to work 
<laughs> that, that's exactly why I didn't want training partners because up, up until that point, I was like everyone I'd ever worked out with, they wanted to talk or they just wanted to – they didn't want to actually go very hard. It, it's sort of like a, sometimes it can take a while. I, I'm going to make an example like um, – I talk about therapy pretty openly and how I'm yes. a huge supporter of therapy and how I really think many people should take advantage of it. And uh, sometimes if you're trying to find a therapist, the the first therapist you go to might not be the right fit, right? It might not be like the, right. the best person for you. Same thing with training partners. Like sometimes you're going to find like it, your best friend might not actually be a good training partner because they're just going to talk the whole time. But finding someone who's equally motivated to get in, do the work and get out, it, it's so beneficial. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so beneficial and it's so much fun. And I think going into it because before I, I went in with a, a workout partner, I was really on my own, especially when the gyms were closed and I was used to that and just kind of embracing, um, what was I going to say? I had, I had a main point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what I was going to say. It'll come That's to me. Good. It'll come back. But, but, um, but, but something else that I do want to say about, um, people and, um, getting moving is, uh, I I had no idea that things like posting my feet walking um, on the sidewalk would then make other people that I didn't even know message me and say, hey, I saw you were walking, so that made me go walking too. Isn't that and one so, of the best feelings in the world? Oh my God, yeah. And so it's like, well, maybe you don't have a training partner, but maybe maybe your people are online. So it's like, if you're feeling alone, you're not alone exist and reach out and be present and it's really been cool to be a part of this community uh because i've i've met i've started to meet some really great people and like people are like cheering each other on and you know people have good days and challenging days and um and it, it's it's great so if anyone's ever feeling alone know that you are not alone that there is a community backing that can, can you, you know what, so I, I know that obviously the inner circle community is there if anyone wants to join that, but can you oh, share your, your social media again, just in case people want to follow you and to, and maybe to reach out to you? Oh, of course. It's Amy Renee Fitness, um, and it just has one E. So it's Amy Renee with one E <laughs> Fitness, <laughs> but, but I think that that has been really massive um having that kind of community and people reaching out just being like hey i'm restarting again and my message is do you know how many times i restarted because people <laughs> because my big thing is like consistency consistency because that's been the winner for me consistency right just like anything and people will say you're so consistent and i say well i wasn't always i restarted god knows how many times but if you don't restart you're never gonna get to where you want to be so if you're restarting it's okay restart again i did it kind of keep going <laughs> do, do you do you think the reason that it's stuck this time is is because of the transition from from aesthetics to really the the focus on your performance oh absolutely it's stuck for the the performance because aesthetics it's like uh it's easy to to kind of brush that off oh it's fine it's fine if i don't you know whatever it's just so excusable but i just really feel like it because something's so measurable 
And once you celebrate that victory of doing, maybe it's one push-up, oh man. And here I am walking around, guess what? I picked up 200 pounds today. I deadlifted 200 pounds today. It's 205 one day. And I told, <laughs> I told one of my, or I told two of my friends that don't lift. And like, they were so sweet. They were like, um, good job. But I was like walking around, guess what I did? <laughs> you know? Um, oh, I remembered what I was going to say. So with the shutdown, with the gym shutdown, I had worked out a lot by myself and so the idea of having a workout partner um i was kind of like before i had thought of a workout partner as someone for accountability but the thing about some people is they're not always on the same page as you in -hmm. terms of consistency and follow through and so just for me keeping in mind i'm gonna work out no matter what And I'm inviting in and welcoming in someone to come work out with me, but I made it also a commitment to myself, which is if my partner um, decides not to follow through and not show up, that is not a reason for me not to follow through on my own commitment to myself. That's a really good point. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that's because a lot of people will have a partner and they're like, oh, yeah, they're not going to go. So I'm not going to go either. It's like, no, no, this is. It's, a, it's is, an appointment for you that's scheduled no matter what. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so glad that you said that. So I know that all the things that we're talking about know that that it's information that I've really gotten from you specifically, that I've heard at some point through my finding <laughs> you since 2018. So, so you know, I, I know that when I'm sharing, it's, it's really a reflection of the information you put out there because I've implemented it and I've lived it. And it's so like, dare I say easy? <laughs> like once you start doing it, um, it's it's been so, so, so good. But what I was going to say about the scheduling is, um, you know, like I have three, well, three jobs, but only because I love it. <laughs> and, you know, I have a family and there's, there, it feels like there's not that, there's not enough time in the day. But we, what do I do? You know, I schedule it. It's like, even with my friends, oh, you want to hang out? Yeah, I can, but sorry, I have to put it on my calendar in a few weeks. I'll be there and I will show up, (laughs) but I got to put it on for two weeks from now. Right. So just like that, I will be there and I'm very reliable for that. So just like my workouts, I have them scheduled. I identify a time that I'm going to do it and I show up for myself. So if someone's like, oh, like, let's go do this. Oh, I'm unavailable. I don't necessarily tell them why. I'm just unavailable. (laughs) You don't don't have to justify. It's like, listen, I'm busy. I've got something going on. I I am unavailable. AKA during that time. AKA (laughs) beasting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, schedule it. (laughs) You you said you you said like you're almost hesitant to say like it's easy. I thought that was interesting. You know what what I found is it gets easy or easier when, yes. when you really love it, right? When, when it's something oh, that, yeah. that brings you joy and happiness and fulfillment. And I think, and I, I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but it's just, it it's, it's, it's really made an impact on my life. And from what you've said, it sounds like it's made an impact on your life is the focus on, on what your body can do yes. and the performance aspect of it. Because, and, and I'll say this time and again, aesthetics based goals are not bad, but I found that yes. it's easier to quit when your goal is purely aesthetic 
And yes. it's easier to stay consistent when your goal is performance-based for the exact reason that you said earlier, which was it's measurable. Like yes. 15 pounds is always 15 pounds. 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. And when you see that your that your body is getting stronger and improving in performance, it's addicting and you don't want to stop. But when you're only focusing on aesthetics, it's like based on how you feel that day or at any point in time, you might think you look like shit and then you'll just give up because you just don't like how you look in that moment moment like we're humans you're not always going to like how you look but you can't deny the fact that you're getting stronger and that's going to fuel your consistency oh yeah and that is it is the best feeling ever <laughs> it <laughs> really is the performance-based goals because then the goals become performance-based success and that continues to fuel it and um i think that incrementally every time it boosts my confidence that much more and then I set another goal and then when I get there and and two for me it's fun having something definitive to work for because if I'm just there just because again back to the aesthetics based then it's like uh, will I ever get what I want uh well you know that's all objective <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but but this is uh this is really it is what it is just like you had said about I think it's the quote or you know 200 pounds is always 200 pounds yeah from the iron yeah exactly from the iron exactly. um and you had actually talked about that and i looked it up and i read the whole thing so it was it was great it really spoke to me for sure yeah but performance based i am it is the way to go and then all of a sudden you know looking in the mirror being like oh look pretty now i <laughs> so so it's it's not necessarily and I mean, it's cool. Every I think that people by nature are like, we want to look good. But but now it's funny because when I see myself in the mirror, then my my messaging to myself isn't necessarily, like, oh, I look pretty good. My messaging to myself, and this is what I find to be my most happy messaging is, wow, I'm starting to look pretty strong. Yes, I love that. It's a total mindset change. It's just the craziest thing, like never in a million years would I have thought that I would be thinking in that way, but oh, it's the best. I mean, it's, it's really a testament to you can't go from not doing any chin ups to doing a chin up or go yeah. from deadlifting, not ever, not ever deadlifting to deadlifting over 200 pounds. You can't do that. And then not look in the mirror and say like, damn, I look strong. Like it's, right. it's, it's a natural consequence of putting in that work to getting stronger, to then being proud of your body and being proud of yourself. It's like, that's, that's the natural order of events. Like you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to be like, I am strong as shit. And yeah. it's, it's, you don't, it's not because you feel obligated to say it. it's not because someone on Instagram said, just love yourself. It's because right. you actually are fucking proud of yes. what you've done. And that is, is an addicting feeling that you just want to keep chasing. Yeah. Yes. Here I am. I'm like, if I could scream, I would <laughs> be like, yeah, exactly. Well, and then, then you know, through time going to the gym thing and people looking at you and, and, you know, how do you deal with that? Well, once you start feeling just a little, that hint of proud, then it doesn't matter to me. And it's like, sometimes I'll kind of chuckle to myself, like, yeah, I probably look ridiculous right now, but guess what? I don't care because <laughs> I am going to be stronger than ever, you know, because I'm <laughs> reaching towards this goal. And so, um, 
Yeah, I mean, that is very real. People are there and they watch. And I think by nature, people are curious, but nothing beats that feeling of feeling proud of yourself. And, um, you know, I mean, I think through my life, I felt proud of myself, but I would I would compare this to um, like when I did my deadlift max, the only other thing that I would say that I could even compare it to was after I had my daughter um, and I, I felt proud of myself that I birthed a human child. <laughs> like that was a very proud thing that I did. Right. This right. is kind of a funny comparison, but that's about as proud as I felt when I hit my deadlift PR. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's a like great a lot comparison. Of <laughs> I love that. That that's amazing. I think I think that is going to speak to a lot of people. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, Amy, I, I we've been on for over an hour, and I don't want to oh take gosh. up too much more of, of your time. Um, is there anything else that that you'd like to add? Uh, is there anything that I can help you with? I mean, I, I feel incredibly grateful for you to take over an hour of your time just to speak with me. Uh, is there is there anything else you want to chat about or anything I might be able to help with? Uh, my my last thing is this. I, I had mentioned that people have mentioned to me, oh, wow, you're looking great. What are you doing? And so I... I find myself in this space, like I had mentioned earlier, I really, I like helping people and I really believe in being, well, I believe in being competent and I believe in, uh, in real information, right? I guess for the lack of a better term. So real information, obviously I am not a trainer. What I've been doing is I refer people to what I know and what I personally believe in. So a lot of, here's me walking around like a billboard, inner circle, <laughs> inner circle. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, is there, are there any suggestions that you might have as to what, what I can say and do beyond me uh, just really, I've been just kind of sharing my story and then referring to maybe some accounts that I find to be, um, amazing, but is there anything else I can be doing? And also, uh, my nerdy side, because I love information, are there any additional things that I can be looking into and reading and geeking out to, to further my knowledge? Great questions. All right. So number, number one is this, um, I appreciate that you're like a walking billboard for the inner circle. I totally, I totally am. I totally um, am. <laughs> It's funny, you mentioned earlier, and I'm glad you brought this up. You mentioned earlier, you said, and I've noticed this when you post sometimes in your stories, you're like, I'm doing this to the best of my ability. It yes. might not be the best technique, da, 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 da. I actually, I, you don't have to take my advice on this, but my advice would be for you to stop, um, stop, give like sort of a, I'm trying to I'm losing the word, but you don't, you don't need to say, I'm, I'm doing this to the best of my ability. Like you okay. don't, you don't need to say that. Like your technique is great. Okay. I, I, th I think you're, you're potentially self-conscious of doing something wrong. And I don't want you to be worried about that. I, I think that your knowledge and your execution is probably significantly better than you give yourself credit for. And I do not say that lightly. Um, if I was talking to someone and I thought that they were doing a really bad job and they like they had terrible technique, like I would say, listen, you should tell people that you're just learning. Uh, yeah. You just, I'm telling you, and I would not say this if it wasn't true. Your technique is great. You're doing a wonderful job. I don't think you need to justify or or, or preempt it with I'm doing this to the best of my ability. Like I think, okay. And the the reason I say this is because. I think it's totally fine for you to give people advice based on your your current knowledge. Um, okay. You're 
you're very well versed. Like just speaking to you now and seeing what you post, like you you are very knowledgeable. You do a great job of articulating what you're doing. I think one of the best things you can do is to is continue to tell your story. But if someone asks you for advice, I don't think there's anything wrong with you with you saying, well, listen, here's what I would recommend and and take it for what it's worth. Uh, but here's what I would recommend. And, and I don't think you need okay. to preempt it with anything other than like, here's what I've found to work. Um, if you want to say, listen, like this, this isn't my profession. That's totally fine. You can say that and you can say, listen, like I, I'm not necessarily an expert and I'm always learning, but here's what I would recommend at this point. Okay. But I want you to feel very confident in knowing that it's okay for you to give advice because I think you are very intelligent and you you do a great job. Um, that's number one. In, in terms of extra reading or other resources, um, there are several that I would recommend. I, I think the the best resource that I could that I've ever found for nutrition uh, is Alan Aragon's research review. Do you subscribe to that? No. Okay, it is without question the best resource. I, I've been subscribed, I okay. believe, since 2011 or 2012. It's ten dollars a month. Okay. It's ten dollars a month. It's Alan Aragon, A L A N A R A G O N. Okay. Uh, the research review, and actually, funnily enough, Alan's research review was what inspired me to to structure the inner circle the way I structure it. Oh, so, cool. So. So Alan comes out with a new research review every month and his research review is the, there's tons of research reviews now. His was the original. His was the original research review that I think he's had since the early 2000s. And every month he comes out with a new review that just goes over all of the latest studies, all of the latest studies in the nutrition world. And people ask like, how do I stay up to date? How do I stay up to date? Like if I don't have access to, uh, to, uh, certain, uh, publications, Alan is how I stay up to date because okay. he, he goes through all of the most recent research and he goes through it with a, a fine tooth comb and nail and, and and really examines, all right, here's what the study was done. And he's he says, okay, here's the pros about the study. Here's the cons about the study. Here's who authored the study. Here's how the study was, was actually uh, set up. Here's what's good about it. Here's what's not good about it. Here's the conclusions we can take from it. And then he'll also review it relative to all the studies who that studied the same thing in years past. It's amazing. One of the greatest honors of my career was writing an article for his research review several years ago. It's like one of the oh. best things that I like. I was so honored to do that. And and wow, like a lot just came to my head. Alan is going to be speaking at the Inner Circle Retreat this coming summer. <gasps> cool. I plan to be there. <laughs> I think I wasn't supposed to reveal that yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm stoked that you're going to be there. Yeah, I was just talking to him the other day. He he's a huge mentor of mine. That when I was 20, 21 years old, I was reading his stuff and I was just obsessed with it. And I would reach out to him and I was a young kid and he would reply and he would sometimes share an article that I wrote. And I, it was just, he, he's one of the reasons that I am where I am today because he, he really continually encouraged me. And it wasn't even something that I don't think he was consciously aware of, or, or he tried to do is just, he's a really great guy is very intelligent and he's not biased. He, he said time and again, where he's been wrong, where he, where he screwed up. And, and that's one of the things I really admire about him. So I, I know I've just spoken about that for like five minutes, oh, but I, that's I, awesome. I could not recommend the research review enough. Okay. Um, and then, so that's like the, the best place for nutrition. 
Um, I would say I would say from a certification perspective, I think Precision Nutrition does a really good job as well. Um, one of the things I've liked about Precision Nutrition is I've seen them growing and improving as the years go on. A lot of certifications they just stay stagnant. They they don't really update their their criteria. They don't update their information. They don't update their courses. Precision Nutrition is always doing that. Um, I don't agree with a hundred percent of everything, but it's as close to a hundred percent as it can get that I really, I really like what, what they do. And precision nutrition is the reason why I got so into behavioral health psychology because Dr. John Berardi, who used to own precision nutrition, he's since sold it and good for him because he worked incredibly hard. Um, he was a big advocate of understanding behavior change and and why people make the decisions they make. And he's one of the reasons why I actually switched my major from exercise science to behavioral health psychology. Awesome. So really great information in the precision nutrition courses. Uh, and again, that's all nutrition. Um, for strength training, this is where things get a little bit more, a little bit more dicey just because there are so many different goals, right? There's so many different, like some muscle gain or, or strength gain or performance or athletics, whatever it is. Um, I would say one of, one of my greatest influences early on that you could read is Eric Cressy. Um, as of right now, most of his content as of the last several years is, is mainly baseball development. But if you go back and look at his website, I think it's like ericcressy.com or cressyperformance.com. Okay. One, if you look at his blog, you'll find blogs all the way back from like the early 2000s. He's he's the king of of making content online, and he's been writing long form articles for over 20 years now. And if you go back, you could go back and read his articles from the early 2000s all the way probably up until about 2014, 2015, and he's got some of the best strength and conditioning content in the world. Um, really, really high level. When you first start reading it you might like have to read the same article five times to understand it. He gets okay. pretty scientific, but uh -huh. really wonderful information. Um, I would say Tony Gentilcore, who, who was Eric Cressy's partner for a long time. Uh, he, I think he still blogs every day. He has some really great information. I, I've always enjoyed Tony Gentilcore's content on strength training. Um, you know who's wonderful is Nia Shanks. I think she's probably one of my the, my favorite women in the strength and conditioning world and performance world. She actually spoke at the first Inner Circle Retreat. Um, Nia Shanks, she's strong as shit. Um, and just she's a great, straightforward, no BS coach. Um, I believe – I don't – know if it's strong like a girl or lift like a girl oh, okay. uh, I, I i'm not sure but it's it, i think that's one of her her slogans or taglines and she has some really great information as well um these are all more like blog article based long form what i'll say is this it was funny i was i was listening um i was listening to a, a show today I, I love history i'm a huge history buff and i was i was listening to this podcast earlier and the guy said something really funny. Uh, he was basically like, you can't learn history from Instagram. And I loved that because it's like, it's too nuanced. Like you can't, you can get snippets of history. You can get snippets of it in these small posts, but if you really want to learn, open up a fucking book, right? Yes. Or like read some long form articles. Same thing with strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, and nutrition as well. You can learn bits and pieces, but if you really want to learn the nuance, you gotta spend some time reading books and and reading long form website articles. Uh, that's really where you're gonna get the, your your best education from. As I'm sure, and I'm sure you know that as your your teacher, you know that. Um, I would say, in terms of uh, actually, you know what? I have an entire article 
here uh, I'm gonna search uh, strength and conditioning books Syed on Google. And so I have a, a article, the top eight best books for strength and conditioning coaches. Oh, um, okay. So the first one on that list is Facts and Fallacies, Facts and Fallacies of Fitness by Mel Siff. Really great book. It's just a classic that I think everyone should own. Um, it's, it's just a fun, great read. It's an easy read. Um, the second book on that list, this is, I think you're going to, I think you're going to like it a lot. It is, it goes much more into the science. This is, I would only recommend this for coaches for, and for people who really want to learn a deeper understanding of why I program the way I do is massively influenced by this book. It's called The Science and Practice of Strength Training by, by Vladimir Zatsiorsky and William Kramer. Um, there are a bunch of other books on this list as well, but I think, I think science and practice of strength training, that can keep you busy for a long time. Okay. Um, it's it's a phenomenal phenomenal textbook, and uh, it's one of those things you'll you'll always be able to refer back to it. And I bet as you read it and as it really starts to make sense, you're going to be like, "That's why he programs that way. That's why we're doing it that way." Because okay. it's it, it's not just like it's not just the the basic of like, okay, well, this many sets and reps for this type of goal. This goes into the deeper science of motor unit recruitment and, and, and how the neuromuscular system works and what, what training stimulus you're trying to get. It's a really great book for that. Oh, okay. I'm loving all of this information. I am all about it. <laughs> And then I have another article called uh, the, the Top 7 Best Books for Nutrition Coaches that I wrote. I haven't written on my website in years. These articles I wrote back in 2015. Okay. Uh, so the number one book that I wrote on that article, uh, is I, it's Motivational Interviewing, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about before. Yes. Uh -huh. um, motivational Interviewing, It's if you this is if you really want to work with clients or work with people. Um, you have to know why they're making the decisions they're making in regard to their health and how to help promote change. This So it's funny, this isn't a nutrition textbook, but for someone who wants to be a nutrition coach, this is the number one book I would recommend because it's really any coach. Uh, because if you want to inspire change, you have to understand how behavior works. So that, that would be a great, great read for you. Um, and actually the second one I recommend is Alan Aragon's research review. So that's there. Okay. Uh, and then the third one I recommended is precision nutrition. So, uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> it looks like a lot of my recommendations have stayed consistent <laughs> over the years. Um, but yeah, that, that I hope that was helpful. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to dive in and learn even more. And, uh, and the big thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I have to say it again, I want you to be very confident when you okay. give people advice because you are incredibly intelligent. You're doing amazing things. I wouldn't have have asked you to to speak with me and to there, there's a reason why I'm asking you to repeat your Instagram handle more than once. It's because I want people to follow you because I think you're doing amazing work. And I think people can not just be inspired by you, but they can learn from you as well. Oh gosh. I I appreciate that so much. Thank you. That makes me happy because I I love people and I want to be helpful and it happens to fit in with what I've I've just discovered like this is so so much my passion I'm so passionate about it because it really is a lifestyle and you know you hear people talk about lifestyle stuff but no it really is and it is that simple like it doesn't need to be so complicated and you saying that really um 
that makes me feel happy. So thank you for that. Good. I'm glad. Well, Amy, thank you for taking well over an hour to speak with me. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you. And I hope everyone listening goes and follows you. And uh, I just really appreciate you, Amy. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. You too. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And Amy, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. They help a ton. And if you'd like to join the Inner Circle, I would love to have you. You can join at the link in the show notes or at www.sfinnercircle.com.